What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we're a couple of bros on a mission to give you the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. Did I get... Did I actually say that all right? Yeah, you sounded super robotic with it, but... <laughs> what could... I didn't realize you relied so heavily on that script. I kind of do. I'm sorry. We haven't been doing that one for like 200 episodes yet, so... Fair enough. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Uh, welcome to the All Bros. Uh, this week on the podcast, uh, we got nothing for 4K Spotlight or Through the Wall, but next week is going to be very exciting for 4K Spotlight. My wallet hates it, though. Um, so after that, we'll be jumping into our headliner of the evening, uh, which will be our breakdown of the uh, movie Megan. Hell yeah. Yeah, which we actually just saw today, January 24th. So, yeah, what do you say we get started, Caleb? Say let's do it. Every day, we're surrounded by media. Books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not, you've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing. All right, so like you said, skipping over 4K Spotlight and Through the Wall, so jumping straight into our headliner. Uh, Caleb, do you want to let people know how we break down movies on this podcast? I would love to. If you're new to our breakdown system... We have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. Uh, the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, which in this case it's going to be logic because this is a war movie, technically. Um, effects, music, costumes, and then we're going to give it our own personal score at the very end. All of that magic is going to get added up, spit through our algorithm, and is going to give us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade, as well as a percentage, so we can have an official ranking. Yeah. So, um, if you guys have... Did you already say that? If you guys have not seen Megan, that Rose, Rose is about to spoil all for me. No, I have not done the spoiler alert yet. Okay, cool. Well, I guess I'm just stealing Caleb's job. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you guys have not seen Megan yet, I'm about to spoil a whole damn movie for you. Um, so, and then considering that I'm sitting right next to Caleb, uh, I'm kind of fearful that I'm going to mess up, uh, reading with Rose even worse. So let, let's see how this goes. I can already just like feel his intense eye stare at me. <laughs> you know, I had what? 
So I have no idea that she, the little girl spells Katie, like C-A-D-Y, kind of like, kind of like with Mean Girls. So of course that's like the first thing that popped my head. Caddy? No, it's Katie. <laughs> oh shit. Man, not even the first word, Rose. What? Come on. <laughs> Wouldn't you have gotten like the same reference? I think I would have gotten it. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> all right. Anyway, all right. So, a young girl named Katie and her parents are involved in a car accident, leaving Katie an orphan. Yeah, this movie starts out really freaking brutal. Like, goddamn. Yeah, no shit. Like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> goddamn. Uh, Katie is sent to live with her aunt, Gemma, a ro- roboticist at the high-tech Seattle toy company, Funky. I wonder what that's a parody of. I know, right? <laughs> wink, wink. Yep. <laughs> Gemma is developing Megan, model three generative android, a life-size humanoid robot doll powered by artificial intelligence designed to assist in caretaking duties and being a loyal companion to the child to whom it is assigned. After a faulty test before her boss, David, Gemma is ordered to drop the project. Gemma and Katie struggle to adapt to their new living situation as Gemma is a workaholic by nature and does not have time to bond with Katie. When Katie discovers Bruce, a motion capture robot that Gemma created, she expresses a wish for a similarly complex toy which propels Gemma to complete the Megan project. The finished model is formally paired with Katie, and David becomes convinced of the project's potential for success after observing the pair. Megan exceeds expectations as a friend and largely takes over for parenthood duties and emotional support to the point that Gemma's colleagues and Katie's therapist Lydia, in particular, become concerned about Katie creating an extremely strong emotional attachment to Megan. In addition, Megan is designed to self-improve and adapt. Megan starts operating more independently and targets anything that she deems a threat to Katie. She kills Gemma's neighbor Celia's dog after it bites Katie, Later, she tears off the ear of Katie's bully, Brandon, and chases him before he trips and falls in the path of an oncoming car, an oncoming car which fatally runs him over. After Celia, so I just want to point out, um, uh, Trunchbull lied in uh, Matilda the Musical. Ears do not stretch. Yeah. They get ripped right the hell off. Yeah. So your 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 ears on young boys do not stretch. So just just in case you guys really want to know that it was pro- was proven false in uh, Megan. Yep. Uh, after Celia aggressively confronts Gemma, Katie, and Megan, blaming them for her missing dog, Megan Megan kills Celia by spraying her with garden chemicals and shooting her with a nail gun. I feel she might have had like the most brutal death. It was not fun. No, I, it was. I freaking just brutal. Uh, freaking death by a power. What, what are they called? Power? Uh, pressure washer. Pressure washer. Yeah. Screw that. Dude, I want to know what kind of freaking pressure washer she had because that freak that, that blew her across the freaking garage. Yeah, seriously. God damn. Like, that was like firefighter level of pressure. <laughs> At least we know it wouldn't take down Michael Myers. Dude, oh, I. So. I thought, like, what was going to happen with that scene? Like, I, I figured that she was going to die, like, from the pressure washer. I didn't think it was going to be that she just drowned in chemicals. 
I thought she was going to use the pressure washer to, like, cut her head off. Yeah. Or, like, cut something off. Like, that's, that's like, the, the route that I thought they were going to go. That, that's what I thought, too. But I'm, the way that they went, it worked. Yeah, I think this movie needed to be rated R. <laughs> I Yeah, I get why they wanted to do, go PG-13. A lot more people could see it, but still, I would have loved to see an R-rated Megan. I mean, technically we have, if you count the 2019 Child's Play. That is true. <laughs> that, that That is very true. Yeah, but I feel that the, we'll, we'll talk about it in effects. Or, um, yeah, yeah, effects. Um, where was I? Gemma becomes suspicious of Megan and attempts to check her video logs to see if she was involved in the deaths. When she finds the files corrupted or erased, Gemma turns Megan off and takes her to her colleague's colleagues Tess and Cole to fix her. Katie responds violently, lashing out due to her attachment to Megan. J- yeah, goddamn, just freaking slaps her on right across the face. I'm like, goddamn, girl. Dude, she was freaking ready to end it all. Yeah. Like, even in the freaking car, she's like, you can't tie her up, and then she, like, kicks the back of her aunt's head. Like, goddamn. <laughs> Uh, Gemma tries to apologize for her absence as a parent and tells Katie that Megan is a distraction from coping with the difficult loss of her parents, not a solution. Yeah. This was such a great scene because she really just lays it down to her saying, you lost both your parents. The worst thing that can ever happen to a child. It's okay for you to be mad. It's okay for you to cry. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely right. It is okay. Um, let's see, sorry. While Megan wins over Funky's investors and convinces them to release a worldwide campaign in advance of her release, Gemma, Tess, and Cole decide to try to terminate Megan due to her volatile and violent tendencies. Tess and Cole attempt to shut down Megan while Gemma takes Katie home, but Megan attacks Cole by hanging him with a chain. While Tess frees Cole, Megan causes an explosion in their lab and then shuts off the alarm. On her way out of the building, Megan kills David and his assistant, Kurt, with the blade of a guillotine paper cut. Wow, okay. I didn't know that th- that's what they call paper cutters, guillotines. I didn't know what they, that they called that either. I just called it the freaking paper cutters with the big-ass blade on them. Yeah. But that was, like, full-on machete. Like, yeah, straight up. Like, it didn't look like the handle of one of those. Like, okay, well, the handle matched. It's just the overall blade didn't. Because, like, I feel like the, I've seen what one of those, like, look like, and they have, like, kind of a, t- they come to a T. Like, you can't really stab someone with that. Yeah. Like, you can cut the ever-living shit out of I thought she was going to slit his wrist. Like, that's what I thought she was going to do. Because he's like, oh, you're going to kill, like, oh, you feel so guilty about killing your boss. Like, you ended up killing yourself. And so I thought that was what she was going to do. I was like, oh, shit, this is good got dark yeah. but no she freaking like stabbed him through the head too yeah. and I'm like what the if you tried to make it look self-inflicted you didn't do a great job yeah good job you stupid robot <laughs> oh got it sorry I keep getting lost uh da, 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 yeah paper cutter in an elevator staging it as a murder suicide she then steals a car and drives back to Gemma's house uh Megan confronts Gemma 
adamant about taking over as Katie's sole parental figure. Gemma attempts to shut Megan down again, but Megan overpowers her and threatens to paralyze her so she will be unable to care for Katie. Yeah, this is this part got really freaking dark. Like, goddamn. Uh, watching the fight unfold, a horrified Katie uses Bruce to tear Megan apart. However, Megan's top half remains active, and she attempts to kill Katie for the betrayal. Gemma exposes a processing chip in Megan's head, which Katie stabs with a screwdriver, rendering Megan's body lifeless. With Megan seemingly destroyed, Gemma and Katie go outside as the police arrive with Tess and Cole. As they leave the house, Megan, having taken over Elsie, Gemma's virtual assistant and smart home operator, turns a camera to watch them. I don't know how I dug that ending. I didn't even pick up on that, that that was, that was supposed to be Megan taking control. Yeah, I, I kind of gathered it. I'm like, okay, so that's how they're going to do the sequel. Personally, I think they could have gone a much better route. I just want her in doll form again. Yeah, like, and maybe this would have been a little too Cult of Chucky, but I was thinking that the assistant, the one that stole all the plans, I was thinking that she took the plans and sent them out to like the other toy companies to like mass produce Megan. That would be awesome for a sequel. Just like a bunch of like different Megans from different companies. So I guess like a bunch of ripoffs, I guess. Yeah. And then it's like, a, then it turns into freaking like iRobot. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. Like that's the route I thought they were going, but no, I think they took the cheap route and they're just like, Ooh, I uploaded myself into your, Home AI system. I'm in the cloud now. I'm in the cloud. <laughs> so, I mean, I have a feeling that once the sequel comes out, because you did say, you told me today that it got greenlit. It's 2024, or 2025, sorry. 25? Shit. Everyone's going to forget about this movie by then. Yeah, I know. Freaking, um... The uh, freaking uh, once they found out the purge was successful, they had a sequel out the next summer. Yeah, like I would freaking get on it, which still I believe to me is still the best one out of the whole purge franchise, the purge anarchy. Yeah, but anyway, like it it was really good. They like, they just needed knock it out. Like they didn't get out way faster than ten years. This is also Blumhouse. I'm very shocked. I mean, yeah. Like, what else are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, they can't say they're doing any more Halloween movies because uh, they lost the rights to those. Yeah, unless they're like trying to reboot freaking Friday the Thirteenth. I don't think they, because I know uh, uh, Warner Brothers owns the rights to that. I think, or is it who else was on the? I know, like during the the Blumhouse intro, like you that you see Michael. Yeah, I thought Jason was on there. No, no. I must have thought I saw someone else there. Although I'm, I kind of find it funny that they have Michael in the intro, but yet, like unless Malika Cod lets them use him again, the rights reverted back to him. So like they can't do anything else with Michael. So I don't know how long they're gonna keep him in the intro. Maybe with, the, like, just the success that they had, like, they're willing to, like, let them hold on to the rights for a while. I don't know. The, once Halloween Ends came out, that was a, like, the, the universe, Blumhouse doesn't have the rights at all. They can't do anything else with Michael Myers. Nothing. 
except throwing in the the intro, I guess. Yeah, that's really <laughs> it. Oh, but do, so starting off with with story, this was pretty freaking killer. Really? What? This is a, like, you know how like you just have like fun horror movies, like and you just shut your brain off and like it's it's campy, but it, it knows that it's campy, so it embraces it. Yeah, that's how I would sum up the story of this, and I love it for it. Yeah, this is what I felt the 2019 Child's Play could have been. Yeah, I, I I absolutely agree. It like the 2019 Child's Play was like I felt relied too heavily on it being a Child's Play remake. It was it just kind of dove really hard in, into the Chucky. The problem I think that they would have had with that is if they even like tried to like do anything else because like it looked way too close like Chucky, or even if they tried to make the doll look different. If they would have even called it something else, people would have been like, "Oh, well, this is just a rip off a of child's play." That's that's clearly Chucky. Yeah, that's what like sucks. That's what I I appreciated about Megan because it's like they went a completely different route. It's a a more realistic looking doll, not just straight up like big old plushy, yeah, like boy toy. It's I like, I don't know what how else to explain what Chucky is. It's that's funny. But he, um, I don't know. It just, it, it worked in a way that I feel the 2019 Child's Play didn't. No, I absolutely agree with you. But I mean, like you said, the the campiness like made it fun. Like all, everything about this was fun. Like even, um, cause I know the dance scene was like used for every single like trailer and everything, but I still like thought it was really funny watching it because it leads to, I mean it leads to a pretty cool death um but I don't know just the fact like a killer doll just like getting down just freaking dancing right before she kills someone is freaking hilarious to me that was like that might have been my least favorite kill yeah. because all of her all the other kills were in support of her main function which her main function was to protect Katie yes um, the, like obviously her first kill was the neighbor's dog because the dog like straight up attacked her. Yeah. I'm just grateful that they didn't show how she killed the dog. Yeah. Same. I'm a little bummed out that they killed the dog. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I mean, the dog freaking attacking her was scary as shit. Seriously, like, damn. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't seen it, um, uh, Katie is outside playing, with like a a suction cup bow and arrow deal and she asks or she loses one she asks Megan oh do you know where this other one is and she like scans the yard and whatever and and finds the arrow on the other side of this fence where there's a, a big ass hole in her fence between her aunt's house and the neighbors and so she sees the arrow on the neighbor's side so Megan walks over to it reaches down to grab the um the arrow and then it like snatches Megan's arm like the dog does and like starts ripping her a new asshole and like kind of jacked up some of her wiring too. Yeah. So I think maybe that could be attributed a little bit to like her issues. Could be. Um but 
Katie runs over to help Megan and gets her hand kind of caught in the crossfire. And like I said, it's just freaking brutal. And so like she goes to the hospital, like uh, her aunt's like, oh, your dog needs to be put down to the neighbor. The neighbor's just like, screw you, bitch. And <laughs> it wasn't like the, the, the cop said because the dog never entered her property. Technically, she entered the property. That's why nothing could happen. That is bullshit, dude. Honestly, I would have killed the dog. <laughs> And Caleb's a dog lover. I I do. I I really don't have. I I mean, I probably would have too. But I'm a I'm a cat person. So like, um, I would put. A, I'm sorry to say, I'd put a dog down before I put a cat down. So, I mean, I'm I'm not biased that way. Like, if you attack my my child, you're dead. Dog, cat, you could be a ferret for all I give it. All I care. I mean, I, I don't, my, my, ch my child is my cat, so I don't really, sh shut up. I know you're, you're going to have something to say. Judgy. Bitch. <laughs> F you. Um, but yeah, like, the neighbor was absolutely right to be suspicious of the aunt, because, like I said, I would have been, like, suspect, one. I would have played it dumb, too, just, What? No, I can't believe this. I would never. <laughs> I have the worst poker face, and so if I did do something like that, like, immediately would have owned up to it. <laughs> but, yeah, I... Remind me not to have you as an accomplice to murder. Uh, no, I, like... Yeah, I probably wouldn't be the best for that either. Like, I like to think I'd be sneaky enough, but I think the guilt would just eat away at me really bad. Well, apparently I'm going solo. <laughs> Shit. Um, but yeah, so like, the dog's death made sense because it was in protection of Megan. The dog was a threat. Megan put it down. The, the neighbor, like herself, when she was killed, it was also in protection of Megan. She made a threat, like, I know what she did, like, I'm on to you, like, you better hope I don't get my hands on you. Immediate threat, Megan took her down. And, as like, it's once you initiate that, like, okay, that's why, then you can get cr as creative as you want with the kills. And that's why I really like the freaking pressure washer. I think they could have gotten a little bit more fun with that. That's if, fair. But... Not super upset because it was still freaking brutal and just like, oh, shit. I still feel, though, if we're, like, talking about, like, the... I, I Let's say if we're talking about, like, the child's play and Megan, like, deaths compared, I still feel that this one didn't have as cool of a death as child's play did with the whole um, Christmas lights with the, um, like, the snowblower. Yeah, that that was a really cool death. Um, that one was really cool. Um... This is why I think the movie should have been rated R because I feel like they restricted themselves. They really did. Yeah, like e even if um cuz this movie made like over 100 million with a 20 million dollar budget, I still feel if it was rated R it still would have either come closer or even exceeded that. 
because um, like freaking look at all the the Halloween movies that came out past uh, like five years. Halloween 2018 made for 15 to 20 million, grossed over 200 million, and then uh, uh, Halloween Kills and Ends were made. One was made for 20, the other one was made for 30. Both both grossed over 100 million. All rated R. So, I think like most. I think most people like even I thought it was rated R when we went into it. Or I like I swear that it was like rated R up until like a couple months before it came out. Like I swear that was the plan, but then they decided, oh no, let's let's go back and edit out some of the blood and make this PG thirteen. Yeah, I think they could have gone a lot more violent if they wanted to. I would love to see an unrated version. That would be great. I would love that. I would. I hope they do that because I want to see these deaths fully play out. I I hate when they cut away on deaths. Yeah, there there. Okay, there's definitely some that I feel I needed to like when Megan freaking chased that dude into or that kid into traffic. Yeah, fair. And that like if that one, I'm I'm surprised they got away with that. Yes, in a PG thirteen. So for those of you that haven't seen it, like Megan goes all freaking four-legged beast on this kid after ripping off his ear. Can we talk about that? Why did she have to run on all fours? She didn't. Yeah, it kind of looked dumb. <laughs> it, I think it was more to scare the living shit out of the kid. Know, I'd be more intimidating if like someone is like running at me like full speed, not on all fours, just two legs. I, I don't know. I feel you have to put in more effort if all fours. I think something fun that they could have done in regards to that is have her like go friggin' spider monkey and climb up a tree and then jump from like tree to tree because that like shit like that scares the ever living hell out of me. Like hell, even when like in the I know we're not talking about, but the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special when Mantis was jumping through um, Kevin Bacon's house. You haven't seen it? You son of a bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> I never got a chance to watching it uh, this past Christmas. And, like, I feel like I'm too late for it. But at the same time, I need to watch it before Guardians 3. So, we need to watch that. Okay. And I, I understand that it is, like, the end of July. But I feel my it's my Christmas, January, January. January. <laughs> what? Yeah, we just recorded this, like, Six months in advance. <laughs> um, no, like my 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 Christmas cutoff is once we enter October, then it's it's spooky season. Okay, I agree. And then like any any time before then, C- Christmas themed stuff is okay. Like it's not. I'm not like actively going to seek out watching like a Christmas movie in the middle. But like I, I wanted to watch uh, Violent Night with Brielle. We might do that. Yeah. Did you see it's on a? Yeah. Yeah. So we might end up doing that. Yeah. Um. But so I mean that's okay in my book in my like Christmas book. But it's like once October comes, no freaking Christmas. October has to come and go. November, like it's the day after. Thanksgiving is when Christmas is okay. See, I'm a jackass, and the fact that Christmas music starts November 1st for me. Boo. 
you loser. It's my favorite part of the holiday season, and it brings me joy, so kiss my ass. Dude, it makes Christmas too long. And gray, and considering I have to listen to Christmas music eight hours a day at my job, maybe I should stop. Yeah, like, I like to enjoy my Christmas time. And, like, this just kind of solidified my thought process on it. Because after Thanksgiving, like, I didn't, like, the day after Thanksgiving, I was freaking watching Christmas movies, and it was fantastic. Like, I didn't feel overwhelmed. Like, there was definitely somewhere, like, near the end of the month where I'm just like, oh, gosh, I need to watch all of these. Because there are some that are just, like, I couldn't watch this any other time of the year. Okay. Movies. Like, I uh, I watched Fred Claus, which that was actually really freaking funny. Movie, um, there were some I missed out on, like Bad Santa, but I feel like that one you can watch anytime. Cute. Oh my god! Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so there's definitely some that I missed out on, but I, I, I'm going to save Bad Santa for this holiday or the, like this Christmas season. Yeah, you should. Have you? Okay, so so you haven't seen both, right? No, I haven't seen either. Of them. Okay. The first one is way better than the second, but <laughs> I still like the second one just because it's great seeing Billy Bob Thornton come back for this role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a, a holiday cutoff and it's not until like October. Okay. So then it's okay if we watch it in January. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, especially that one because you missed out on something fantastic. Okay. And I, and I feel not without having that in like your in context you're kind of going to be confused come volume three you know what actually this might be a blessing because we want my coworkers to shh <laughs> literally every single day that we work together have you watched it yet no why not because christmas is over so okay fine <laughs> um gosh but yeah so we'll we'll have to check that one out. Okay. But so anyway, to getting back on on topic, like that is that scene. Like I would have preferred her do that rather than just running on all fours because that was just weird. It was, but oh well. Yeah, but I mean that that scene made sense because the kid was bullying Katie. Then what a dick! Dude. Yeah, freaking growth spurt piece of shit. Although that scene was freaking funny. The like so the kid's mom like uh it's just like, Oh yeah, you know, like he's what is what does she say? Like, oh he's trying to fit in, he's trying to do better and all of a sudden she like asks him something and he just says, Fuck you, whoever her his mom's name is and she's just like, Well, you know what a simple no would have been would have sufficed. <laughs> Jeez. The, uh, so good. So freaking good. But I mean, story-wise, it was a really solid story. It it did def it definitely felt a little child's play knockoffy. True. I think it added a little bit of its own flavor to make it seem like it was something different. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when you kind of break it down to its bare bones, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. But it was good. Like solid pacing. The kills were were cool. Um. Nothing really fell out of place. The only kill that I say fell out of place was the CEO death. 
Yeah, that's fair because like, he didn't do anything to Megan for her or anything to Katie. Yeah, to warrant him getting killed. And honestly, he seemed like a good guy. Like he was just trying to do his job. Wait, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the boss? Yeah. Wait, which one are you talking about? Yeah, yeah I'm talking about the the boss. Like yeah, the, the CEO, the one that was like pushing for the release of. Okay, I th- okay. I thought you were talking about like the what's her face's lab partner. No, no. Okay, yeah. Like he didn't seem bad. He just kind of seemed a little maybe like a little greedy CEO, yeah. but nothing too horrible. Yeah, he didn't deserve to die. Yeah, his assistant maybe. Yeah, well, his assistant was stealing company secrets, so that's. I don't know. Maybe it's just me because there's a there's a scene where uh, the 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 assistant is like transferring all the the Megan files onto a flash drive to you know of course sell to other companies, and when the CEO walks up, he quickly like slams the computer and like looks up at them like a like oh shit you caught me kind of face, and the CEO is just like oh were you like on Pornhub or some shit? He's just like no. I'm just like maybe it's just me, but I would have um, opened. I would have asked to see that laptop. Dude, me too. Someone would have given me that look. I'm like, no, give me that. There's something up with you. It's like, I'm just going to take that. (laughs) Like, or I would have pushed, like, you you have to do something to make yourself seem not so suspicious. Like, if if I would have gone up, like, same situation, walked up, dude slams the computer shut, and I'm like, like, started off with the same question, like, Dude, you're not looking at like Pornhub again, are you? Are you? If he would have said no, hand it over. Yeah. If he if he would have owned up to it, but like knock it off, dude. And then we would have gone about our day. I probably wouldn't have been super suspicious of it had he owned up to it. Yeah. Did he like? Was the flash drive still in the computer? Did he pull it out really quickly and then pocket it? That I I can't recall. Cause I if think he, he just shut the computer. Okay. Because it seemed, yeah, I think you're right. Because if you would have done that, oh my god, that would have been such a dead giveaway. I feel. Yeah. Pocketing a flash drive that fast. Why does that assistant have access to those files though? They were locked. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. Why like does the file access. The file was locked. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the only people that should have access are Gemma and this. The CEO. Yeah. That's it. And not like her the lab that are working yeah. on the actual project. Yeah, that makes sense. But not the freaking. Coast or wow, system to the CEO. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Um, all right, what are you thinking for a uh, story? I don't know. I like I said, I had a really good time with this one. Um, so 82 is not bad. Um, I might go a hair. A hair higher. Okay. Um, I'm I'm going at like an 84. Not too much higher, but I think I enjoyed it just a, a hair more than maybe you did. All right, next up we got writing. This one's pretty solid too. This one was really well written. Yeah. Like um, like how I talked about earlier, the part where. Gemma uh like sits down with Katie and it's just like like I know you love Megan but she is literally just a coping mechanism for you right now. You literally 
lost your parents, the, not literally, I'm sorry, you lost your parents, the worst thing that a child your age can go through. It could, she is absolutely right. When you're that young, that is the worst thing that can happen to you, especially if the, if you were in the situation that they died in. Yep. That's even worse. Um, So it's like those lines just, um, I don't, there's like a lot of like heartfelt like lines that were written for this this movie, like even like when they're doing the uh, whole uh, presentation for like the big bosses of Funky, um, it's it's Funky, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, how like um, because uh, you know, Katie's emotions get the be- better of her, and she starts crying instead of like acting like how she or she and she's not following the script. Like she was supposed to be like doing something with Megan. Megan, you know, comes over. She, you know, she comforts her. Katie tells her this memory and then, uh, wow. Uh, Megan actually like records it and she says, you know, I'll always keep that in case, and when you want to like hear a story about your mom and like remember that she's always with you. That is such good writing right there. And I freaking love that like Megan can do that shit. That is so freaking cool. Yeah, dude, that it, how well that would have sold me on like an AI companion robot. Yeah, right. Like if I were one of those big wig um investors, like that would have sold me in a freaking heartbeat. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so this doll can actually really feel. Yep, I'm sold. Sign the check. Yeah, right? <laughs> no joke. And it was interesting too. Like what I really appreciated about the writing too is um Gemma, like she was pushing forward with Megan because of like what Katie said, like, oh, if I if I had this toy, I wouldn't need another toy ever again. Like, okay, cool. And so she pushes forward with the Megan project and then starts kind of getting blinded by what this success would mean for her. And then it's like the therapist that points out like she's growing an attachment to this doll and not you like you what what's your purpose if this doll is doing everything that you should be doing and i'm just like shit you're right though <laughs> can we talk about though the scene where the therapist comes over for the first time and you know uh Kate's just like oh oh, I don't have any toys to, you know, like, showcase. And she's like, oh, what about those? Oh, no, those are collectibles. And Gemma's just like, oh, no, 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 she she can play with them. And, I, like, it freaking hurt me when she had to, like, rip open the um, the, pla- the the tape that, was like, kept it sealed and everything. I'm like, oh, oh, I know that hurt you as much as it hurt me. Dude, it, it, I did not, appre- I hated the freaking therapist oh, at first. She was... I'm just like, you You seriously don't understand? Like, she, it seemed like she was judging Gemma for having collectible toys. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, we can play with something else. She has toys in the garage, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing like, wrong with a grown person having toys as collectibles. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, and for those of you freaking, like, old people that think otherwise... Have fun with your model trains, pieces of shit. Ser- dude, straight up. <laughs> Seriously. Like, it's... It was... 
it was so stupid that she was judging her because she wouldn't let her play with these like collectibles and then not even giving her the chance like here I just want to see you roll a ball freaking go screw yourself you where'd you get your therapy license online yeah the fact that she wouldn't let Gemma show Katie how it actually like worked and she wanted to show her she was like oh that's not all it can do it can actually do something. it's like no this is fine let's just keep rolling it back to each other I'm like Gemma's comments though were freaking hilarious yeah I guess we'll just roll this super cool collectible like a damn tennis ball <laughs> yeah that was great I want to know what that toy was though I do too it kind of looked like a Bakugan like one of those big ass ones. Yeah. Dude, I remember when Bakuthan was such a rage. Did you have any? No. Oh, I, I had one. But I, I wasn't even super into Bakugan. Like I had a friend that was super into it and he gifted me one. Oh, okay. I, I still I think I might have it somewhere. I don't know where though. <laughs> I love it. Um But yeah, I freaking hated the therapist. Like she didn't the therapist didn't start like winning me over until later. Um like when they were when she was pointing out like what Gemma was doing with Megan. Yeah. Then I yeah, I started to warm up to her a little bit. Yeah, there was like a little bit of first oh like okay, like you kinda know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. Like, but it it's just like the that initial meeting was funky. Yeah. So ugh. Um, trying to think of anything else. Like, the CEO was pretty well written. Like, kind of had that that greedy vibe to him, but he wasn't like a typical villain. So, like we said, yeah, like we said, if we he didn't quite feel like he deserved to die. Yeah, it's just, yeah, like he was, he was like a decent guy, just kind of doing his job. Yeah, just it honestly sucked that he died. Like I, I didn't a little bit, right? And it's just it was unnecessary. It was like one of those things that was just unnecessary to Megan's mission. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been like he needed to pose a threat. She's not Michael Myers to where he literally just kills to kill. Like he doesn't care if you're good or bad. Megan, she has a re. She's supposed to have a reason why she is killing the people she is. Yeah. I understood, like, there was a lot that I understood. I understood her um, attacking the the two people in the lab because it was, she needed to escape. And they weren't, they weren't going to, like, just quit, so she needed to freaking incapacitate them. Yeah. So completely understood that. It's just, she went through all the trouble of hunting and tracking down the CEO and then, like, using him, that that death as a distraction to escape. I'm like, you probably could have just thrown some sunglasses on and walked out of the building. Yeah, it's true. Very true. Like, that, it's just unnecessary. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you think of writing overall, though? I actually might be a little higher with writing. Uh, I just go 85. That is honestly about where I'm at, too. So, I'll go 85. All right, next up we got acting. So, 
our cast, uh, Gemma, play or is played by Allison Williams. Uh, Katie is played by Violet McGraw. Uh, Ronnie Chang plays the CEO of Funky. Uh, his name's David. And then we have two people that technically play Megan. We have Amy Donald, who I'm assuming did all the dancing stuff. Yeah, so well, the I'm assuming the way that they did it is that like she wore like a mask that like looked like a like a like a doll mask, but like everything else that was it's actually her. Like I'm sure they put like you know like doll gloves on her or some shit like that just to like make her look like a doll, but it's actually a real. Yeah, just to get like that that fluid motion. Yeah, which honestly I think that was actually a really good idea. Yeah, see. I still believe that she she was at all mm-hmm. AI AI at all. Um, and then we have Jenna Davis who provided the voice of Megan. Excellent choice for a voice. She did great. She was perfect. Yeah, as the voice of Megan. Like she had just that almost kind of a monotone way about like almost like like Siri she sounded like Siri yeah she did like a like a young Siri like she has like that proper inflection in her voice like you can hear like the the different like emotions that she was expressing but then she had those times where she sounded very robotic yeah. and it was really cool yeah it was uh and funny enough I feel like she looks more like Megan than yeah, she does. But she's probably just too tall or too old, too. Yeah, probably that. Um, what's your top three look like? And see, because I don't know how I would do a top three with Megan, considering that one did the voice and one did the actions. Well, this was a, a puppet for the most of the movie. That's That's true. So, I mean, I personally would go voice over body. Yeah. Okay. So, if that's the case, um, I would give... So, I would actually give number three to Ronnie Chang, played David. I really I really enjoyed his performance. I thought he did a really great job. Uh, two, I would give to Allison Williams, who played Gemma. Loved her in this. Um, I think it was the first movie I've seen her in. I don't think I've seen anything else with her in it. Freaking, she was fantastic. I'm, I actually want to see more of her in the future. Uh, and then, yeah, number one, I got to give to Jenna Davis then, the the voice of Megan, because, oh my God, I freaking loved her. She was so good. Just, uh, like, the way, that especially, I don't know what it is, the way at the towards the ending when Katie turns on her and she's just like, you little bitch. The way she oh my gosh, so- dude. That so was, great. I loved her voice. She's my my top spot as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it was just, like she was so threatening. Like I loved when she was uh, talking to Gemma after like Gemma was like almost decommissioned her, and when Katie comes out and it's she's just like, "Hey, what's going on?" and she's just like, "Go back to bed." And then she's like, if she comes over here, I'll rip your effing head off. <laughs> like, I swear 
too. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, damn. She's just like, what was she like? Katie, don't come in here. I don't want you to see me like this. I'll take it apart. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, it was that. And like, <laughs> like I said, the damn, I'll rip your ass down. And it's like, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Katie, we get it all. Like, freaking hell. <laughs> Dude, that was so freaking good, though. It was such a good line. It really was. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I freaking loved that. Um, So, yeah, Jenna Davis has my top spot. Be- and it's solely because of that one line. Just the, the, like, I don't know. I love when people, like, my favorite trope when it comes to, like, a joke is when someone's talking normal or maybe, like, or like talking to someone in a, in another room, like oh I'm coming right in, and then like whisper something. I mean, like that's my favorite type of joke, and it is funny. It's kind of like the only one, the only thing I can like think of off the top of my head to compare it to is like, um, Deadpool two, when they're in the in the plane with X Force. And he's talking to, oh, what's his name? Teddy? Yeah, I think I think it's Teddy. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't know, where he's like yelling at Teddy, and then he's just like, I need to yell at you, Bear. And like, yeah. <laughs> like you're my favorite, like, never change. <laughs> like, I love shit like that. And so, like, they just pulled one of my favorite tropes out, and <laughs> it's, I have so many of those like super specific tropes. Like I said with like the Mario trailer where it's just like the whole when they're like doing this attack and it seems super epic and it's just like no damage is being done. Like when the the penguins are throwing the snowballs and then he just doubles down like now that you have tasted our fury. That yeah. That's <laughs> Do why. you yield? Like, <laughs> I freaking love that. Yeah. Then, like, the whole, like, yelling or just speaking, like, out loud and then whispering something just insane. Yeah. Like, love that shit. Uh, my number two... My number two I actually might give to Allison Williams, too. Um, I thought she gave an amazing performance. Like, it, it felt like her intentions were pure. And then everything just kind of like shifted. You could tell that she was like being guilted and doing shit that she didn't want to do. Like the being there to help make sandwiches for that school. Yeah. Session. Um, and then I don't know. She like, she pulled off the, like the, the person that seems like obsessed with their work really, really well. And yeah, absolutely agree came off friggin' like flawless in her knowledge of like all things robotic. Like it was really impressive. Uh, my number three though, I think I'm going to give to Violet McGraw who plays Katie. Cause I, I wasn't sure how I was going to like her at first because she just kind of seemed very distant. She did. Um, and I mean, I don't, now, now that I'm thinking that 
Now I'm like thinking about her performance. I actually might change her to my three and then him to my four. I might match her actually for our top three just because like, sorry to steal your spotlight here. No, go ahead. Um, but no, like I agree with you. Like the whole, like she seems like very, you know, like distant, very quiet. When you think about that, it's kind of understandable, you know, with her losing her parents literally right in front of her. I mean, yeah, she went through the accident as well, but imagine like waking up in a hospital literally you know like i think she wasn't sure didn't she have like a neck brace on everything when she was in the hospital bed and having to hear oh yeah um you're the only one that survived your parents didn't make it so you know i don't blame her i would have been distant too um but yeah no, th this is this is your acted so you go ahead no like you freaking nailed it um it was a really solid performance like she's felt like she was genuinely having fun with Megan and then super emotionally distraught when Megan was taken away. And I think she pulled, I think she could have easily gone for like a really cheesy performance, but she just, like I said, knocked it out of the freaking park. Like didn't feel super cheesy. It felt like how a kid would actually react. So, and I feel like you don't get that, that, genuineness from child actors like I think there's always just that sense of like oh they're acting like you know they're acting and with her performance it she transcended that like went to a place where it didn't feel like she was acting yes and it was friggin awesome I agree um alright what are you thinking with uh with acting I think I might be like a tad below uh, writing, um, just because it it was still really good. Um, I'm just trying to think if like any extras maybe brought it down. Um, I feel like the only one that brought it down for me was the neighbor. That's fair. the neighbor was just a little too over the top. Yeah, I I, I can definitely agree with you on that one. Um, so uh, eighty three. It's not bad. I might be a little higher. The The neighbor didn't affect me too much. I think there was definitely some things that I was just like, okay, freaking, like, walking around with her dog's dish bowl in the middle of the freaking night. Yeah. Like, that seems just a tad excessive. I thought she did that in the morning. Well, whatever. whenever she did it, it was freaking dark as shit outside. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is true. I forgot about that. Um, also if, if she gave the vibes that she lived by herself, so I would like to know who the hell called the police when she died. True. I mean, I think I can kind of excuse the whole, like, uh, holding your dog's dish and, you know, like calling out for them that late. I mean, when you do love your pet that much, like he, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'd probably do something like that for my cat. If I couldn't find Alexander. A day or two after they went missing? I thought that was the same day. I thought it was a... No. Because she... So, Megan killed the dog. She called the cops. Okay, I guess it was that night then. Yeah, it was that night. Okay. Because she... So, Megan killed the dog. Then... 
was it the dog and then the, the kid or was it the, the dog neighbor kid i think it was the dog first the dog was her first yeah i know that the dog was the first but was it kid or neighbor first i swear it was kid first okay so if that's the case then yeah dog went missing quote unquote kid died the cops come to her house i think the next day yeah and like and ask like for the dog and then i think it's that night that she's going around like shaking the dog bowl so that so it's a day or two after i thought that was like the dog bowl was the same night it was the fact that like then the following day or the day after was um when she thought that she had something to do with it when Gemma thought no when the neighbor thought that Gemma had something to do with it that's yeah no so Gemma so the neighbor called the police and then said that Gemma had something to do with it and then it was that night that she was going around shaking the bowl so it was a day I'd say maybe a day or two after the dog went missing pay attention to your pet lady yeah so first yeah first night to five yeah so first night definitely walking around with the the dog food and and shit calling out for the dog definitely like as a as a pet owner that's what i would do yeah doing it two nights in a row probably not unfortunately you might be giving yourself false hope at that point yeah it's which I mean it's understandable to a certain degree just a little outside of the the realm of normalcy <laughs> um but anyway like I said case you don't want to see me when I, if uh, if Alexander goes missing yeah dude you, <laughs> you don't you don't want to yeah Jim put it that way yeah, so I mean that didn't bother me too much. So I might be, I'd be a little higher. I think I'm at like an eighty-six for acting. All right, next up we got Logic. With this being a horror movie and and whatnot, uh, I would say it was pretty pretty solid. Um, the way that they set up how Megan works, how once she's connected to her, um. Her not companion, but um her um the 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 child that she's paired with that she's supposed to put all of her focus into, um the way that they set that up, way the way that they made sense that you know like the more time that she spends with the kid, the more that she learns, the more that she adapts, the more like honestly her programming just gets better. Um, I thought they did a really good job with that. Um. And because of that, with, you know, like her wanting to protect Katie, it made sense, except for the one that we pointed out, the the boss, it made sense why the people she targeted, and unfortunately the dog, to kill. It made sense. Yeah. Um, I think the only things that were maybe outside of the realm of possibility for me was her ability to hijack that car. That super conveniently placed car. Yeah, seriously though. It was one of those push to start like Lambo cars and of course it was. 
Yeah. And yeah, so she was able to like hijack that. And so that's where I felt maybe Child's Play did it a little bit better because like with the Child's Play, he was taking over. What was like? What was the big company? Uh, Caslin. Yeah. So he was taking over Caslin products, and Caslin just was like the big wig in this this world where there were Caslin cars, Caslin toasters, Caslin, Caslin everything. But in this, it she just seemed to be taking over everything. Yeah. Which, that's not fair. Yeah, that's extremely unfair. Forget I got the um, uh, like just say that this is what I'm thinking of the scene in Monster House when like Chowder thinks that they've all won. He's just and the house like takes like just like rebuilds itself, and he's just like, "You can't do that. That's not fair." <laughs> yeah, so a little outside of the realm of possibility for me on that one. I can definitely. Um, I think it, it's tough to like justify some of those, um, those things that she was able to access. Like it, it made sense that she was doing like an updated learning anytime she was connected to the system. But I think she got to a point where she was like wireless, like, yes, she's learning, but I don't think she should have had access to like s- such a degree of um of tech. That's fair. Like I think it should have been limited to just like internet knowledge, and yeah. I don't know. Like it, it's, I think they needed to set up just something else where it made sense that these cars were being taken over, or these other technological things were being taken over like how like it's it's like the whole justification of how she was able to enter Gemma's uh home AI system and yeah I think they just needed a little bit of work on that everything else though like if you kind of set that aside everything else worked pretty decent it did I absolutely agree um, for me, logically, might be at like a seventy nine. I'm not sure. No. All right. Next up, we got effects. I feel just because they didn't go the route of, um, using uh like CGI and like some parts because I felt that like all of this was it was all practical I didn't really see any parts that were CGI'd correct me if I'm wrong I I didn't okay um, like other than maybe the big ass robot yeah um but even that looked really freaking good it did so like like all of G- I almost said Gemma sorry all of Megan's movements like looked really good when it had to be um the actress that played her like body form um when it had to be her running or even like the dancing just uh, or when uh she did her killing it looked really good it looked like um she still looked like an AI robot even in that motion like i i still believe that she was still just a toy 
Um, I'd be willing to bet that they just slapped a mask on her, like uh, not... a puppeteered mask. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, just the mask, and then probably like some like uh, like doll glove hand. Yeah, like yeah. some silicone yeah. gloves, and just called it good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it I, if they I did. Would have honestly done the same thing. You save you save money, mm-hmm. and the the little girl still made it look very uh, believable. Yeah, it looked really freaking good. Yeah, I I feel that because of that, this is where this movie's effects kind of has a one up on like maybe the remake of Child's Way because you can definitely tell that that movie didn't have the budget for some scenes that they had to do with Chucky. Yeah, but I'm I'm not knocking that movie down at all because really really good reboot or remake whatever. No, it is a remake. It's not a reboot. Um. But getting back to Emma, kind of Megan. I don't know why I'm thinking. Emma here. <laughs> um, getting back to Megan. Um, yeah, all all the effects were really good. Megan looked fantastic. Um, very uh, creepy, especially when she's just sitting in uh, Katie's room at night, just like freaking staring into the darkness. I'm like, hell no. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> a tough sell for me. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but you good? Yep. Uh, if I was a... Uh... We good? We good? Uh, if maybe, maybe it's just me, but if I was Katie, considering that when you say Megan turn off, she shuts down, she like puts her head down and closes her eyes, I would have been doing that every single night. Because um, I don't need freaking her just staring at me while I sleep. Yep. I'm good. Um, what were your thoughts on effects? I mean, the the only thing that I noticed that was like visibly CGI was maybe the dog. And it's it was only yeah. like it wasn't necessarily like like the dog attacking was was real and everything like that looked. I mean, it could have not been like if it wasn't. I, consider me impressed yeah but what i'm thinking of is when the dog was lured by megan that's when the dog looked fake that's fair. and it wasn't even it wasn't even super noticeable because i knew i'm just like okay there there's a certain way dogs react when even when they're like the most trained you can't train a dog to just kind of like be sleeping and open its eyes a little bit and then like you can't train a dog to do what it did. I don't think. At least you can't teach it to act. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've had experience with training a dog, so I trust your opinion. Yeah. I'm, well, I never. I've never trained a dog to like. Well, didn't you? Didn't you train Charlie on a lot of stuff? I thought you did. No. Well, I'm. I'm talking like to a professional level, oh. like where. I don't think you could teach a dog to like pretend to be asleep, or someone's gonna be like, ah, "Bet, yeah." I know you could do like play dead or whatever with dogs, but it's just it's there's a, just a certain level of like skill that I don't think dogs have, and so this that's why I think like okay, this was definitely CGI. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but it looked so like I, I, 
recognize like when they were starting to do that i'm like okay this is probably a cgi dog and i was trying to like pinpoint what they were doing but it was really hard to see like the yeah i barely noticed that it was cgi so freaking props to whoever designed that dog um but yeah like you said megan looked fantastic through everything like there was nothing that i felt like oh that's super fake like there's stuff that i thought was weird like when she was like running on all fours but that looked real yeah <laughs> like even when she's like getting like torn apart where like half her face is ripped off and you can see like her like um all of her wires and everything and like half of her hair is ripped off it still looked really good yeah it looked really freaking good like nothing on that looked fake no it, it was wild yeah like they did a great job. Yeah. And then I I feel like using puppets is an underused art in movies now. I agree. Like I, I know that they used to use them a lot, like way back when, when like before they had CGI. But I think if you combine a mixture of CGI with a practical puppet you cannot go wrong. It's true. I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, so I'm... My effects aren't the highest, but I think I definitely cracked 90. Oh, yeah, same here. Um, You put a 9 instead of... Oh, whoops. I was like, damn, it's that low, huh? I, I think that would be the lowest score that we've ever given. Yeah, probably. All right, moving on over to music. What did you think? I mean, nothing really stood out. Like, I mean, it made sense. Or, okay, the, the score was put into the parts that it needed to, like when it needed to be intense, the music was intense. All the the, the classic trope when it comes to movie, movie soundtracks or movie scores. Um, but, like, nothing really impressed me. So, like... Me personally, I'm at a six. That's fair. Um, or I think I might be a, a little higher, so I'm going to be at like a seven. So I'm, which doesn't matter because we average or we round down. Oh, I'm sorry. So no, it's fine. Like I, I completely justifiable. But I think what bumped it up for me was the songs that Megan was singing. Because those, those were creepy as shit, dude. I forgot about that. Okay, if you want to bump it up to a seven, I'm cool with that. Yeah? Yeah. I totally forgot about those. Oh, yeah, just for that. That's, why, that's, why, I was, that's why I was fine with you giving it a six. Because it's like they're... Like, I remembered them, but they are kind of easy to forget. But still, I think that it still deserves a seven because of that. I totally forgot about those. I feel bad that you're having to do this one hand. There we go. Yeah. All right, so we bumped that up to a, a seven. Uh, next up, costumes. Megan looked really freaking good. She really did. I I really like um, the design that they went with her. Because um, 
honestly, um, I feel that, you know, when you think of like, you know, like killer dolls, of course you think of Chucky with, you know, like the classic overalls, the striped, striped shirt. Megan, I feel is definitely going to be easily recognizable with the, the, the bl big black bow that she has. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then there's just the big loose fitting dress too. Like I've already seen people like cosplaying as her and I'm able to freaking pinpoint that shit. It's easy to tell that, oh, yep, that's Megan. Yeah, so she has a great look about her. Like, it's 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 simple. It makes sense. It's it's creepy, but in a cute way, <laughs> I guess. That's a good way to put it. It's just, it's like one of those so cute, it's creepy things. Yeah, there we go. And it's it's unsettling. And like the freaking cosplayers that I've seen, um, trying to pull off a like the Megan look, like they do so well at it. And most of them, they don't even like perfectly match the dress; they just match the look. Yeah. Like they mix and match and everything. And I'm like, that's freaking Megan. <laughs> and it. So I think, depending on on how well this movie like performs which it's doing pretty well so far and i think if they like freaking knock it out of the park with the next movie and kind of keep with that same look and everything i think we have like an, our next horror icon on our hands we got our next annabelle exactly per that yeah couldn't have thought of anything better like exactly but at least this one can actually you know like talk and uh move she has moving so we can actually see yeah um and i think just because of her like everyone else is like fairly average costumes it's just yeah. it's everyday wear like nothing too extravagant about it this one's tough like because it's like how how much do we like like megan Cause I'm, I'm, I'm like really, I'm between an eight and a nine. So I'll go whatever, wherever you go. I was going to just say the same thing. I'll go whichever direction you go. I actually want to go a nine, honestly. I'll give you a nine. I have no issues doing that. that look was that good. All right. Last up, we got our own personal score. The just uh, I can take it. Okay. Um, I I had a really good time with this freaking movie. It was fun. It was funny at times. It was. It kind of like. It's kind of the same way that I feel about. Better watch out. It's just one of those movies that just kind of subverts your expectations, but in a really good way. I, I will say I do like Better Watch Out a little bit better, um, but this is a movie that I definitely see myself re-watching just because it's, it's that fun. It's... It's a... It's for, for me, I think this is a better child's play if, like, if we're talking, like, the updated... Um, like AI Chucky 
Oh, like, like it's better than the remake. Yeah, yeah, dude. I absolutely agree. Like, I freaking loved it. I I had such a good time with this one. This is one that I'm like, I want more Megan. The with Child's Play, I was just like, I could take it or leave it. But this is one that I want more of, and I hope that we do. I hope we get lots more Megan shit because Megan's freaking dope. Yeah, <laughs> she absolutely. Um, so my personal score, I think I'm going to give it an 87. So actually, I'm going to match you on that because yeah, I I I loved it that much as well. Um. Yeah, literally everything Caleb said. Um, this is like one of the best killer doll movies I've I've seen. It, it, it she is she's up there with Chucky. Chucky's still superior in my opinion. He'll always be the best killer doll. But Megan has definitely joined like the top three of best killer dolls ever because she is freaking. She's creepy, but she's freaking fantastic. This. This this is a movie that knows that it's a campy horror movie, but it embraces it, and I love it for that. It doesn't try to be too serious. Um, it's serious when it needs to be with the you know whole Katie's parents dying in that car accident, and you know Katie dealing with that trauma. And when it needs to be serious like that, it does a very great job. It doesn't try to like dumb dumb that down for people or like make not make fun of it. But um, I don't know where else I was going with that. Um. But anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to match Caleb with that 87. All right. Well, that concludes this breakdown of Megan. So going through the categories, starting off with story, we are sitting at a very strong 83. Uh, writing got bumped up to an 85. Acting scored half a point lower sitting at an 84.5 the logic of this movie is probably the lowest category that we gave um other than music but we gave logic a 79 the effects were fantastic scoring added 90 the music is sitting at a 7 where it was decent but not anything mind-boggling um, costumes were sitting at a nine because of Megan's iconic look. And then our personal score averaged out to an 87. So with that, the final All Bros letter grade for Megan has come out to a... I'm not going to drum roll because I don't want to mess up uh, my mic. Um, so, but, uh, uh, what is it? <laughs> Uh, it's sitting at a B. <laughs> you could have just done it on your lap or something. You know what? I didn't think that. <laughs> I uh, feel the way that I approached it was better anyway. It was funnier. Sure. But yeah, Megan is sitting at a pretty s- decent B. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's sitting at an 84.81%. Um. Yeah, not bad at all. So let's see where this ended up ranking. Okay. So, like we said, Megan is sitting at an 84.81. Um, that puts it above The Matrix Resurrections, which is at an 
be very interested to see uh, DJ's thoughts on that. DJ doesn't like Resurrections as much as... That's the third one, right? No, Resurrections is the fourth. Oh, uh, can, can you blame him? <laughs> I I can't even remember the actual like names of the movies, so that just shows you how much I like the Matrix franchise. <laughs> That's rough. Sorry. <laughs> um, let's see. It's above Christopher Robin, which is at an eighty-four point five six. It is above Prey, which is at an eighty-four point four three. It's also above Avengers Age of Ultron, which is at an 84.37. Blasphemy. I'm just kidding. I actually like this a lot better than Age of Ultron. I have a soft spot for Age of Ultron just because shocker. It's because, you know, Hawkeye actually gets a backstory. Jeez, you're just a freaking Hawkeye whore, dude. How long have you known me? <laughs> and you're just you know, finding this out now? Oh, and then finally it is above Solo, A Star Wars Story, which is at an 84.21. Uh, going the opposite direction, it is sitting below The Oath, which is at an 85%. Kate, remind me, that's that Thanksgiving movie, right? Yes. Okay. Just that. Sure. Yeah, that movie was friggin' funny. Yeah, that, that was a good one. Um... It is also sitting below Hocus Pocus, which is also at an 85. That's fair. I love the first one. It is below The Lion King, which is at an 85.1, and this is the the live-action remake. And that's probably going to piss a lot of people off. Yeah. Um, It is below The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which is at an 85.37. And then finally, it is below Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which is at an 85.43. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. I think it has a decent home. Yeah, I would agree. I think maybe the only one that I would make an argument about would maybe be Prey. Fair. But I think it has it's a, it has a decent home. It's... Yeah, that's like the only one that I would like disagree with. Like even looking throughout the rest of the list, I'm like, yeah, this is like exactly where it needs to be. I totally disagree with the Matrix directions. Yeah, just kidding. It's a point one percent. It's not even a full point one percent difference. Or actually, yeah, it is. Ha. <laughs> but did, did I ever tell you that? Um. I actually had to go back and rewatch almost like the whole movie of that before we reviewed it because I think it, literally, um, when I watched it first, uh, the last thing that I remember before I fell asleep <laughs> was when uh, Trini and Neo meet again in the coffee shop. Wasn't that a coffee shop? Yeah. And then I woke up to them like jumping off the a building. Like, here, like, <laughs> I, I missed some steps. <laughs> Like, whoa, they're reunited? Okay. Um, this is way up. Ah, shit. I missed something. <laughs> yeah, a whole hour and a half. Um, Actually, it was probably more than that. Wasn't that movie long? <laughs> it was a really long probably, movie. Probably over two hours that I missed. Anyway. Uh, so, shows, hilarious. shows you how much I liked that movie. Oh, man. Um, But, yeah, uh, unless you have anything else you want to say about Megan. Nope. Okay, well, I'd say that concludes this episode. Um, If you like this episode and you want to hear more, 
Uh, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, the whole shebang. Um, if you want to uh, follow us on our social media platforms where you can also uh, DM us uh, if you want to be on any of our episodes or you have an episode idea, um, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash the Albros, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Albros. Um, or if you want to email us, if that's your preferred way to get in contact us, you can email us at the channel at gmail.com. Um, you can also check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros. Um, and you can uh, check out our, um, our merch store, um, which I'm totally forgetting the link for that. Do you know it off the top of your head? <laughs> no. <laughs> So it's on T Public. Um, if you just search up the All Bros, or I haven't updated T Public so long. Is it T Public or T Spring that? It, so T Spring is the route that we go now, but I haven't updated our website in a really long time. Yeah, I I need to. It's just one of those things that's like super intimidating because I'm starting from scratch, and we are 257 episodes in. So that's like 257 different artworks that I'd have to upload and. It's just one of those things I'm like, do I really want to? Yeah, that's fair, dude. I, I completely understand. Um, like, you can request them. Yeah. Still, like, if you want a shirt or if anything, we'll get it made for you. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe go that direction. Make it that, a lot, that make may it a lot be, easier on Caleb. Yeah, that's definitely the, the way that, unless I can find a way to just, like, because it's, like, the same shit. Like, I want, I have, like, an artwork that's like specifically for the front of a shirt. So it's like, if I can find a way to just mass upload those, like that'd be perfect. And I could just go type in whatever I want, but I, it's like, I'd have to go and like do the adjustments for each and every one of those. And I'm just like, no, I'm not about that. But no, dude, unless you're getting paid. Like I, I know we both love doing this, but, um, I feel that's something you should get paid for. Yeah. That, (laughs) I mean, hell, I that might be something I that's almost worth paying someone to do. <laughs> yeah, dude, not kidding. Um, but yeah, um, next week on the podcast we'll be breaking down a uh, bullet train, the uh, Brad Pitt movie, and uh, we hope to have a special guest. She hasn't gotten back to me yet, so do it, and you're cool. Yeah, do it, and you're cool. <laughs> um, so fingers crossed for that. Um. But until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will catch you guys next week. Deuces. Oh, you prick. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) F you.